Good morning, Tim. Good morning. And today we're talking with uh, Center for Prevention of Ducks. Do you think so? Yeah, okay. Sorry, that was a little corny. <laughs> uh, Center for Prevention Close. of Abuse. And we have Camille. Hi. Yeah, thanks for having me. And Yasmin's your last name, right? Yamin. Close. Yamin. It's I'm, a tough one. Honestly, don't worry spelled. about it. It's just as it's spelled. Okay, you introduce her for it's us. It's not complicated. <laughs> We're having one of those mornings. <laughs> well, is. I'm having one of those mornings. It's so. the end of the month, right? Yeah. Last Saturday of July. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Or it's going Friday. Quick. Yeah, we've got a case of Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about ducks, right? We are. So we're a little bit quacky. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, the dad and mom jokes today are just going right out. <laughs> Anyways. What was the text last night? You asked if she could bring a duck. I said I didn't think I could get a hold of you that easily. Yeah. And then you responded with... Something weird. Yeah. Was it a duck hunt? Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> totally. Lucky ducky. And that's something. You said you were, you didn't think we'd be that lucky. Yeah. I said lucky ducky. Yeah. Okay. I Anyways. <laughs> this is a really weird start for one of our shows. So... Um, Welcome aboard, and uh, hope you stay Hold tuned for, for the, the real show here coming up in just a moment. It'll at least be entertaining for everybody. Yeah. So. <laughs> so tell us what you do. Sure. I am the Director of Marketing at the Center for Prevention of Abuse here in Peoria. So handling a lot of the media communications and event planning and um, some of the fundraising as well. And we're spearheading efforts on the marketing team for our annual duck race, our 29th annual. So we are the longest running duck race in the country. So we are very proud of that. Does that mean there's other duck races? In there, there are. Really? Yeah, it's a bigger it's a bigger entity, the duck oh. race. And so all the rubber ducks for our event actually get um, sent to us oh. right before um, the actual event on August 26th. So they kind of go all the way around the country. You wonder what kind of stories those ducks could tell. That's you know, if right. If they could talk, wow. they probably <laughs> had some crazy if experiences. If only the ducks so. could talk. <laughs> if only. Huh. Somebody yeah. wouldn't be a lucky ducky. <laughs> so, so you do something uh, more than just duck race, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so what do you do? So the, the center in general, you know, our, our mission is to help all people, women, men, and children, live free from violence and abuse. So we've been serving the Peoria area since the 1970s. We've been around for 41 years. And um, our director said yesterday we'd love to stick around for 41 more So um, and continue serving, serving individuals here um, to help them live free from violence and abuse. So we serve a wide range of individuals, um, our clients. Sometimes they're victims of domestic violence and sexual assault. Other times they're experiencing elder abuse. We serve the senior community as well. Um, but we also have a really strong prevention education program. And our educators go out into schools in Peoria, Tazewell, and Woodford counties and do violence, um, violence prevention education for students from pre-K all the way up through college age. So we have kind of a, a wide breadth. And people sometimes forget that we're, we're more than just what our name says um, as, as a shelter, as it implies, but we do really a lot more than that. Yeah. I know that um, I have actually gone and witnessed an anti-bullying class. It was mm -hmm. with the Prevention Center, or the Center for Prevention. I have to get that right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I came okay. in thinking that. Um, with the Holt Center. So I know you guys also work with other nonprofits also, yeah, which I we think do. collaboration is a 
big important thing in our area. Yeah, it's so important, especially when there's so many groups fighting the good fight, you know, mm-hmm. people who are really trying to make an impact. And so partnerships like Holt is, um, is so important to us and they mm-hmm. continue to be important to us so we can grow. Yeah. Yeah. And then you guys also feed, um, too, because, and people can donate food to the prevention center. Absolutely. Yeah. We accept tons of donations every single day. We have, um, such a generous community that makes us feel really, really lucky to be in central Illinois. So people can come and donate food because clients who come and stay in our shelter, they prepare all of their own food. So we have donations. Um, we're always looking for things like box dinners or bag dinners, things that are really easy to prepare, um, as well as, you know, peanut butter and coffee and jelly, um, we accept donations of produce, especially. Produce is so important, and it's kind of hard to, to get that mm-hmm. the most um, canned goods and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And people come by and donate household goods as well mm-hmm. um, in new or, or gently used condition um, so that our clients can have access to those as well. So in which ways how you prevent abuse? How does that look like? How, does that, um, how do you prevent mm-hmm. abuse? Well, one side of it is definitely through our prevention education department. I mean, that team of prevention educators and their director are dedicated to creating programming that is dynamic and current for youth and teens and adolescents throughout the area. Um, And they have a wide range of topics. So it's from social and emotional learning, um, teaching about empathy and respect and peaceful conflict resolution, um, to teen dating violence prevention, or what to do if you're experiencing a relationship that might be a little bit dangerous. Um, And they they work with these students reaching about 30,000 kids in the Peoria area every single year in more than 105 schools. So this kind of continual education helps, hopefully, you know, prevent... um, prevent people. You know, if you work with them at a young enough age, hopefully they're able to unlearn behavior if they've seen it at home, or they're able to understand stronger choices they can make when it comes to conflict resolution or working with their peers. Yeah, because if you've been brought up that way, maybe um, abused, then you think that's the norm, right? So we don't Mm -hmm. think about that. We don't think about that there's people out there that think that's just how it is or that's what's supposed to be done. Mm -hmm. And breaking that cycle is really important. So that's awesome that you guys offer that. Absolutely. And the awareness, right? So Mm -hmm. it's the education, the awareness, and then options. Yep. Different choices that people can make. Yeah, absolutely. One of the programs we have that I'm extremely proud of, I'm proud of everything we do, but this one in particular, it's our Family Violence Intervention Program, and it is for, um, it's a it's a court-ordered class for abusers. And this particular class um, is the only service that you have to pay for. All of our services are free and confidential. This is one that you do have to pay for. And individuals come for 26 weeks to this class um, to learn um, how to unlearn the abusive behavior. Um, and we have a class for women and a class for men um, that's led by a man and a woman to show an example of a healthy relationship and how to work together with you know, the opposite gender. So um, we use this prevention education really in, in all ages of our clients because you, know, you can't put abuse in a box, right? It, right? it transcends every race, religion, class, gender. So we, um, we try to help all people to learn the, the correct or stronger choices. That's really great. Yeah. And so how does someone find out about all the services that you guys provide? Well, a lot of it is through word of mouth. Um, we have a website where people can go and read up a little bit on our services, but a lot of it is um, 
through our fundraiser. You know, a lot gets quite a bit of attention, which is which we're very grateful for. Um, people can always call. We have a crisis hotline. They can call 24-7, um, someone who might be in need or wants to talk to one of our counselors or therapists. Um, or they can come by and ask questions as well. Um, we are client-centered and we remain client-centered, so we'll do really whatever it takes to help anybody who comes through our door. And if it's something that's not exactly in our wheelhouse, we'll help connect them with the right resources. But hopefully it's something that we're able to, to help with and um, kind of see them through whatever trauma they might be experiencing. So how long have you been with the center? I've been with the center for almost four months. So <laughs> I'm still very fresh over there. <laughs> so what brings you to the area? You know, I, uh, I went to Bradley. So I'm a Bradley grad, and um, I just can't stay away from Peoria. So I graduated in 2012 and then um, kind of jetted all over the world. I worked in communications in Las Vegas for two years. I served in the Peace Corps for two years and then moved back to Peoria at the end of December last year. So... Yeah, it's just one of those places I still had connections and uh, friends, so thought, why not? I just packed up my car one day and said, I want to move back to Peoria, so <laughs> so here I am. What was the Peace Corps like? It was um, intense. Yeah, it was it was really hard. It's the toughest job you'll ever love, mm -hmm. um, but it was pretty rural. I was in Madagascar, wow. um, so off the coast of Southeast Africa, and um, worked with a doctor and a midwife for two years um, in a really small village on the southeast coast so it was very hot <laughs> what an experience though yeah yeah it was incredible and it kind of opened opened the door to me for development mm -hmm. um, and how how you can really help people by doing the grassroots types of campaigns and kind of speaking to people on their level as opposed to this you know macro um, this macro side that we sometimes think is the most successful. So it's quite a difference, Manadas and Las Vegas. Yes, yes, they're they're <laughs> That's very about <laughs> one extreme to the other. Yeah, my my parents like to say that I traded um, red carpets for dirt roads and high heels for flip flops. So they mm -hmm. said I I rarely ever wore flip flops. So really, it was high heels for barefoot. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it was. There were two extremes, but you know, I wanted it and I needed it. So it was it was perfect. It was the perfect time in my life. So that is so awesome that you did that thank you so back to the duck race yes, yes 29th yes. annual mm -hmm. yes we're in our 29th year and like i said we're very proud of our long-standing tradition of the duck race so our goal every year is to raise twenty-five thousand ducks or more so to get twenty-five thousand ducks sponsored by people in the peoria community and then on august 26th is the actual race day all those ducks race down the gigantic slip and slide um at Eastside center and um, the owners of the first 15 ducks to cross the finish line win prizes. So it could be $5,000 cash or gift cards to Sherman's. And so we've got some, some pretty good prizes this year. <laughs> and how much does it cost to sponsor a duck? It is $5 to sponsor a duck. And the way people can do it, we're at um, what we call sales sites every single weekend. Um, started back on June 8th all the way up through duck race day. So you can sponsor your ducks all the way through August 26th at any of our sales sites um, you know, we're outside at concerts. Like last night we were at the Goo Goo Dolls, um, which was really fun. We were at the Chillicothe Corn Boil. So some of those big, um, those big events. You can also sponsor your ducks online always at duckracepeoria.com. But this weekend in particular, we have a special for buy one, get one free. Or it's, you know, buy 10, get 10 free. Buy 20, get 20 free. And that's at the Peoria Riverfront oh um, tomorrow from 8 a.m. to noon. So 
people have to show up there. You have to be in person to get the to get the BOGO deal, but it's definitely the perfect time to buy your decks. Right down here by the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, just right, literally right over. How many people are you going to have down there? <laughs> oh gosh, I hopefully a lot. So so to all your friends to come down, it's it, it really is the best deal, um, up to your chances. And all of the funds that we raise stay local and they go directly to client services. So it could be your friends and your neighbors or someone in your family or your coworkers who come and seek our services or you know maybe you might need our services one day so you can feel good about the sponsorship that all those funds go directly back into your own community to help the people that you live and love and work with mm-hmm. so you've been here for a short time you probably have some pretty good stories of <laughs> being able to help people yeah you know we um we had a, a tour the other day. Um, someone came through who um, now has a job in the community. Um, and her business was, the business where she works, made a donation to us, a um, very generous donation. And they wanted to come back to the center um, and get a tour, kind of show her management um, where she lived. She, she lived with us when she secured that job. She was in our shelter during that time. Um, and it was really incredible to have her walk through the halls with us again and kind of give her stories of, you know, this was the room I stayed in and this is where this is where my kids played and this is where my counselor's office was and this is where I was standing when um, I had a job interview. And um, yeah, it's really incredible to see some of those see some of those faces and the, the direct impact that we have. And now she's she's not in shelter anymore. She she's out and she has a great job and we're very happy to see those stories of success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. We'd love to hear those. Mm-hmm. Do you have a lot of people in your shelter uh, or how many can you guys hold or what's your scenario now? Yeah, so um we are in six locations, but okay. we have two shelters. Okay. So we're in six locations. Our main campus is here in Peoria, mm-hmm. and then we have an another emergency shelter in Pekin, and then we're in all three of the county courthouses, um, and then we have a location off of Pioneer Parkway. But our emergency shelter, the one in Peoria, can house, um, we have 36 beds, okay. and so that's about 36 bodies, but depends um, on, you know, pack and play or cribs, we can have a little bit more than that. So it's about 36, and then our emergency shelter in Pekin can house 16. So again, give or take with the pack and plays and cribs, um, but about 36 and, and 16. And people can stay in our shelter for 45 days, you know, kind of that six-week mark, can always file for an extension if they need just a little bit longer. You know, six weeks we think... Um, it sounds like a long and a short amount of time at the same time. Like, oh, six weeks in one place, that's, that's kind of a long time. But if you have to you know, redo your entire life or you're leaving or fleeing a, an abusive situation or dangerous situation, it's really hard when you think about having to get a new job. If you have kids, you have to move. So we really try to um, make our shelter as comfortable as possible for people and to give them every resource that they need you know, right, right on campus so they don't have to go back to their their previous situation mm-hmm. are you guys yeah. usually pretty full you know we we are um which i mean is that a good thing or a bad thing yeah right? I know. so we we are <laughs> we are pretty full most of the time um if we are at capacity and someone comes in we will find somewhere for them to stay we have uh, we work with local hotels and if we need to get them a hotel room then we will um but we'll always do what we can to make sure that they have a safe place to stay sure mm-hmm 
So we always talk about volunteer opportunities. Yes. Too. So what kind of volunteer opportunities do you guys yeah. have a need for? We always need volunteers. Always, always, always. Um, especially with um, like landscaping and groundskeeping outside. So if there's you know youth groups or Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, they want to come and pull weeds. Um, and help to kind of keep our grounds looking good. We're always looking for volunteers for that. Um, we can always have people coming and doing some work in um, like cleaning part of the shelter for us and helping that to continue to look really nice. Um, so we have those kind of opportunities. We also have um, volunteer opportunities in Pekin as well. So anybody who's out there for our location out there called the Carroll House of Hope, um, Again, you know, groundskeeping, and we're looking for people to help paint the cabinets in the kitchen. Right now, that's something that we desperately need. Also looking for donation of mulch for our children's playground. Okay. So definitely looking for, for a volunteer group to possibly donate that and then come in and help spread it. So, um, And then the duck race. You know, if you visit duckracepeoria.com, mm-hmm. um, we can get access to a way for you to sign up for volunteer opportunities at the duck race itself. Um, we're helping with sales sites on the weekends and whatnot. So, yeah, there's lots of lots and lots of ways for people to to help out. I had a friend of mine tell me she's going to be doing the labeling of the ducks. Yes, uh, the that's duck insane. Tagging. Like twenty five thousand ducks have to be tagged. Yes, so that is um, the Wednesday before the duck race, and it's at Eastside Center. So all these ducks, crates and crates of ducks, get shipped there, and then um, we have to label all of them with the correct numbers for our race. So. Um, we always need volunteers to come and help us do that. We're hoping that um, East Peoria High School football team will come out again this year to help us. Um, and Moe's is going to cater, so you'll get some good food if you come down. But, yeah, that's a... <laughs> How long does that usually take, do you know? It takes hours. Well, 25,000 <laughs> Yeah, it definitely, it's a whole evening type of commitment. But, you know, the more people we have, the faster it goes. But it's and, just an evening. Yeah. And you, get it, you guys get it done. That's exactly. insane. Yeah, so definitely. If people want to come and play with the rubber ducks, they certainly can on, the, on that Wednesday before... Help us get the Really, right anyone could on. come and do that. Then. Yeah. So grab your kids, give them something to do. Yes. Friends, family, Absolutely. whoever. Yep. So it's a Wednesday. It's right before the duck race. So okay. I believe that's the duck. That's the 26th, 25th, 23rd. Sure. It's the 23rd. So the Wednesday before the race. Yeah, Wednesday before the race. And where? It's at Eastside Center. Eastside Center. Mm-hmm. And so would they have to sign up or if they um, decided last minute to they, show up? They can show up. Um, we'd love to have them sign up so sure. that we know that they're coming. Um, but we're not going to turn away help. So <laughs> so if people yeah. show up and they want to do it, we're, we're all about it. Yeah. Are you Absolutely. excited? So that'll be your first time doing it, won't it yes, be? <laughs> it will be. You know, I, I've heard so much about the duck race for so long. I'm really excited to actually be part of this this first yeah. one and kind of see how things are going. But um, we're doing well so far. Our duck sales, um, they're in a good spot right now. We feel very excited about that, but looking forward to really making that final push um, through this weekend with the BOGO and then all the way up through race day on the 26th. Yeah, I bet tomorrow makes a huge difference for you guys. I hope so. That place has been packed and it's supposed to be a beautiful weekend. Yes. I hope you guys get inundated and you're parked right in the center of it. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) us too. So we'll see where we end up. What are some of the biggest challenges the center has? Well, we are a nonprofit. So um, I think the first thing that probably comes to everyone's mind is funding. Um, and you know, we went more than 700 days without a state budget, but the passage of the state budget does help our domestic violence shelter. So, um, but you know, we lived in limbo for a couple of years wondering, are we going to get money? Are we not going to get money? 
um, how can we continue to serve our clients the best? So, um, and that's why events like the Duck Race are so important and they help raise um, money for our clients, for our services, so that we can continue serving the Peoria community. Um, I say that's probably the biggest challenge of all is, you know, keeping us um, available and keeping our doors open. We'll, we'll remain, we'll remain open mm-hmm. always. Um, but it's something that, you know, you never know what each day is going to bring. So, yeah. So you guys also do a lot with elder abuse. We do. I know yeah. that I'm a banker, so I actually have to have education every single year mm-hmm. to how to watch out for it. Yep. Because people come in the door and say that they have access, mm-hmm. and then you guys actually have to deal with it yeah. a lot too. So what do you guys, how do we help? Yeah, so our our Adult Protective Services Program, APS, or elder abuse is what most people call it, um, it's actually our fastest growing program. Uh, which surprises a lot of people, um, especially because it's not in our name. So people don't always know that that's one of our biggest services. So we have um, 10 to 15 caseworkers at capacity who handle anywhere between 250 and 300 cases of elder abuse every single month. So when you think about when you think about elder abuse, it could be physical, it could be emotional, it could be sexual, but it could also be financial. And that is, I'm sure, where where the banks come in and they say, you know, I have access to this account, but do we actually? So um, our caseworkers go out and make home visits um, and just kind of see what's going on and assess situations. So um, that's one of our only programs where you can call and make um, make a report on behalf of somebody else. Everything else, um, typically you need to call yourself to seek services okay. um, and be ready for that step. But elder abuse is one that um, someone can call our, our number on behalf and make sure that a situation is investigated. So, um, yeah, it's it's one of those areas that people don't always like to talk about, mm-hmm. but it's so important because you know, think about your grandparents or think about you know your neighbors or or anyone that you've interacted with who's been older than you. So it serves anyone fifty nine, um, fifty nine and older. So yeah, our caseworkers they go out and they they kind of see these cases through, and they'll keep coming back if the person's not ready to talk or says that something you know, that there's nothing going on, well, we'll, we'll come back and, you know, we'll double check in a couple of weeks Great. and see how they're doing. So it's something that we continue to, to work on. We don't just show up once and then leave. We want to see these cases through and make sure that the individual is protected and that, that they are okay. So if, what can people do if they feel like there's something a little bit off, they can always call and um, make a report. So they can make a report. Um, our website, centerforpreventionofabuse.org, has all the information there as well for how people can make a report, um, a report of abuse. And what's the phone number they would call? It's uh, 309-691-0551. Okay. And that's just our main line, and they can call that, and then we'll connect it right over to our Adult Protective Services. That's that's great. It's so important. Do you guys even maybe on your website have like something that you can, like warning signs, if you will? That yeah. Yep. There are absolutely warning signs. So sometimes it's things like bruises or scratches that are, that are physical, um, but also watching bake statements of family members and seeing, you know, is there, is there odd, um, odd withdrawals coming through or, mm-hmm. you know, caretakers coming through the house with access to the credit cards or things like that. So yeah, keeping your eye on um, the finances as well to look for odd, um, odd behavior. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if somebody has a suspicion, mm-hmm. they call. just need to call. Yeah, 
Absolutely. They can call and then our um, caseworkers will kind of handle it from there and see what they can do to help or if it's something that definitely needs to be needs to be pursued. Yeah, obviously mm-hmm. they're there to help and, yes. you know, treat people with respect. Absolutely. Yeah, their, their focus is to alleviate abuse. So it's not to break up families. It's not to insert themselves where they're not wanted. It's to alleviate abuse and remain client-centered and client-focused at all times to make sure that that individual is safe and protected. Awesome. I know in the past I actually, um, way back when I worked at Wells Fargo, actually there was a a lady who was getting the mail Mm -hmm. and um, she would take the mortgage payment and the whatever she was relation, she would spend the money. And so that mortgage payment was not made. And so they were about to put her into foreclosure. And it was the prevention center Mm -hmm. and another team that worked together and actually got her out of foreclosure. Um, But, you know, grandmother doesn't want to punish the relative because, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot won't do that, right? They, But she's about to lose her home. Right. Because that mm-hmm. person was taking the money and using it. And yep. and I'm sure it's done way more than we even want to be aware. But at the same time, maybe just keep your eye out for yeah. those people. I mean, because a lot of them are living by themselves. And mm-hmm. maybe someone comes in and starts being nice, but unfortunately for the wrong reasons, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. And many, many instances of abuse come from people that we know, love, and trust. Mm-hmm. So it is it is hard when we don't always want to to punish that person who's abusing us because it's family or because it's someone we've had a relationship with for years and years. But that's why we have, you know, caseworkers and therapists and counselors that are there to help. Um, and to, again, you know, make sure that the client is okay and that, that they are taken care of and very well taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yep. Something yeah. to be aware of and something else that's out there and help if we need it. Yeah, so. absolutely. Same with abuse though. You said though, if it is so, if there's a, male or female that's Mm -hmm. being abused, they have to want the help. Yes. Yeah, they do. Um, it's, we're not able to accept, um, you know, reports of abuse from, um, from other people, but if they call or they can show up at our shelter, you know, on our, at our shelter desk, that's on our our main campus here in Peoria, there's someone there 24 seven, 365. So if someone is fleeing a situation in the middle of the night, they can come, you know, right to, right to the door. Um, they don't have to call ahead. They can call ahead if they want to just to find out more information or mm-hmm. say, um, you know, I'm in a bad situation. I don't know what to do. And we'll, you know, talk through options with them. But, yeah, they can come any time of day, any day of the year, um, and someone will be there to help or to answer the phone. And that's male, female, and yes. children included. Yes, absolutely. Yep, it's everybody. You don't so. think of male because you always think of it, it being the female, but I'm sure it, all of them exist. Yeah, yeah, they do. We have, um, you know, we see we see it all coming through shelter, and it, again, it shows you that um, it's every socioeconomic status, it's every mm-hmm. race and religion and gender. It's, it's it could happen to anybody, and mm-hmm. we want to keep serving all all yeah. people that way. To help Abraham them. Lincoln was actually abused by his wife. Really? Yeah. Wow, I hadn't heard yeah. that. So. Um, that was one of the, you know, that, that mm-hmm. covers everything, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Political yeah. 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 Absolutely. Wow. Well, yeah. Gone through mm-hmm. a lot of suffering mm-hmm. and dealing with all of that, but, um, yep. wow. There's just, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking back to when I was first married and we had somebody next door and she was going through 
we called the police actually a couple wow. of times because she needed some protection and mm -hmm. she had just moved from Canada. Mm -hmm. And so there was no place for her to go, Wow, you know, yeah. so you have to stay where you have space, right? Yeah. So this is a way out Absolutely. of those situations. Yeah, it is a way out. And we have um, medical and, and legal advocates as well. So we have, we're in the Peoria, Tazewell, and Woodford County courthouses. So if people need help with orders of protection or kind of navigating the legal system here, um, then we have access. Uh, we have access to that as well. And we'll help them through that process because it can be really intimidating if you're not sure. You know, it can be because it's so long that, Sometimes that's a barrier for why why people don't continue to leave a situation is, oh, I have to fill out all this paperwork. It's not worth it. I'll go back home. So we have advocates there that can help kind of work through all the different pieces of, okay, this is what we can do next. This is how an order of protection works. Mm -hmm. And then this is how we can see your case through. Yeah. So they continue to help that way as well. That's yeah. great. You yeah. guys do a lot. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely, um, I still learn every single day about different cases or um, little different caveats of things that we offer. So it's, it's an incredible place to work. I feel very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually just expanded our domestic violence shelter to accept um, and offer services for victims of human trafficking. Mm -hmm. So um, we're very excited that we're able to, to do that. We received a, a really great grant through a partnership we have. And um, so now we're able to, anyone who's a victim of human trafficking, um, we have special services for them as well. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. We have just about a minute left. So if somebody uh, is interested in volunteering, mm -hmm. if somebody's interested in buying a duck, yes. if somebody's interested in getting help, mm -hmm. who do they call? They, they can call us. They can call us directly, um, and someone who's at our front desk will answer the phone and, and help them. So, yeah, they can call the Center for Prevention of Abuse, and someone and will be the there. what's the phone number again? It's 309-691-0551. And what's the best website to reach you at? Centerforpreventionofabuse.org. Awesome. Or the ducks. Yeah, or if they you it? want the ducks, then that's <laughs> duckracepeoria.com. Duckracepeoria.com. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. You're listening to In the Neighborhood on PeoriaLife.com and all the other places that we widecast to. Um, make sure you follow us on Facebook. And thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. PeoriaLife.com. <laughs>